Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one gorgeous marble pillar at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we're talking about Minute 45, which starts with Gandalf finishing his line from yesterday. Uh, Lord Denethor Denethor is Boromir's father. Bum, bum, bum. And it would be most unwise to inform him of his beloved son's death. And it ends with um, Pippin looking nervously at Denethor. Denethor has yet to speak. Yeah, there's yet to be much. There, there's not a lot of noise in this minute. No. Uh, which I guess is my first. That's my first note is that we we talked so much about score this week already. And this minute has None. like no score. Yeah. It's the, it's just the echoes of their footfalls Mm -hmm. and they're not particularly echoey. The space doesn't sound so, it doesn't sound as large as it looks. I don't know. I mean, cause Gandalf isn't stomping. You get, we get a good look at his boots. They're not like, um, they're not like lumberjack boots. Yeah. They're, um, they look like almost soft soled. Um, I guess the only real sound we get that echoes is the door shutting. The door shutting and his staff. Yeah. Because Pippin's barefoot. Yeah. Gandalf borrowed slippers from Galadriel, so like... Couldn't couldn't get them heels. He's probably barefoot. Or, you know... You know those um, those running shoes that conform to the shape of your feet? Oh, yeah, that are actually terrible for you? Are they really? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's probably like what he's got on so yeah the we we kind of talked a little bit about the guards last week too yeah and what does this guard outside the door think as gandalf is running through the stuff pippin isn't supposed to be talking about don't say anything about frodo or the ring well like first he's like don't tell denethor his son's dead and this guard exactly exactly this guard must just be like that's my that was my my thing about yesterday like why didn't gandalf take the time to go through the laundry list of topics we're not supposed to talk about instead of talking yeah. about them in front of this guard who works for Denethor. Right, don't tell Denethor Boromir's dead. And this guard's just like, okay. Oh, or about Frodo no. and the Ring. What's the what that? now? Or Aragorn. Excuse who? me? Who? Right. Who's on first? <laughs> in fact, be wise if you didn't speak at all. You know what I mean, though? Like, why didn't... Is it because Pippin... He thought Pippin wouldn't be... Like, would forget? Or... Is it because he thought Pippin would forget or, like, not pay attention? I I don't know. Maybe. Or just it's easier to tell someone when you're not on a horse. But they had to walk up these stairs yeah. to get here. So there was time. There was time. Then again, all these other guards are just following. That just tells you, know, you Where did what... he put shadow facts? He just dismounted in the courtyard and was just like, okay, uh, they probably, oh, you know what? There's probably stables under there. Probably. Like we were talking about that, um, that area. 
Yeah. Where the stairs are. The the spike of earth. This ridge. Yeah. But yeah, so then they, they enter this, the throne room. I have just like a couple notes about the throne room. Oh, One, it's gorgeous. They had to redub everything inside this space because they filmed it. Uh, it was one of the biggest sets they built. It was inside a tin shed near a train yard. So everything they recorded on set was totally useless. <laughs> so they had to re-record everything for the for the throne room here. And yeah, that is a uh, absolutely beautiful marble floor. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. This is in a tin shed? Yeah, this is built in a tin shed. That's what they say in the commentary. That's not a shed. That's a, a mansion. It's big. So... Also, that first statue that Pippin looks at, that is totally just Viggo Mortensen, right? Yeah. <laughs> it has to be. I, yeah, I love all the, like, Aragorn, but not quite Aragorn statues that we pass by. Yeah, these are his ancestors. Yeah, this is the one with, like, the really long beard, like, right up at the front of the room. Yeah. I just think it's funny how the first one Pippin looks at just looks like Viggo, straight up. Just, they had a statue of Viggo made. <laughs> well, they, um... They they had one for the the casket for um that's the the dream sequence in two towers yeah so they just had multiple statues of Vigo made <laughs> as one is wont to do I suppose oh man that's weird yeah can you imagine just walking on set and being like oh oh that's me wow I don't like that <laughs> I look good as a statue like what is Pippin Pippin must just be like what the hell well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't remember I what I felt. Like... Pippin, Pippin, what the? Why does that statue look like Aragorn? He must know something. Because Air, uh, uh, Gandalf was just like, don't tell him about Aragorn. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if Pippin has been around for any conversation in which... Well, I guess he was there at the Council of Elrond, but that was a while ago. Yeah. And like, he wasn't around for attention. any of, like, Boromir and Aragorn's private conversations. Right. Like, he doesn't know who the hell Aragorn is. Not in the context of just what we've seen in the movie. Yeah. Like, maybe a little after uh, rejoining everyone after Helm's Deep. Maybe he got a little bit of a rundown from just from watching. From, from Gimli or just watching, like, Theoden and Aragorn oh, interact. Yeah. yeah, yeah, My Lord Aragorn and Pippin just leans over to Mary. What does he mean? What's, what's that about? <laughs> When did he get a title? Like, <laughs> what did, Lord Aragorn? When did that happen? Yeah. What did we miss, Mary? I don't know, Pip. <laughs> but I don't like it. Just. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I do like the uh, the wonderful way that Gandalf tells Pippin to shut up. Aw. He's just, uh, be quiet. Be, be quiet. It's best. What does he say? It's, it's best, best not to speak at all. To Peregrine say anything took. at all. Peregrine took. Peregrine took. <laughs> I like how he looks kind of like, not offended, but like, I like the little eyebrow raise he does when he's just like, perhaps don't speak at all. Like and he raises his eyebrow like he's a little like, like he kind of wants to say anything, but then he nods his head like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. <laughs> like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. It's like when you're trying to explain to, like, your 10-year-old cousin what's going on at, like, the family dinner, uh, and they just kind of nod along. It's like, yeah. Yeah, okay. I like the shot of the shot of the door opening. I like the way that the all the arches are alternating white and black stone. Mm-hmm. 
there's a very it gives the space a really I don't I don't know what like um sophisticated amb- I was gonna say like ambiguous atmosphere ambiguous in that it I think it helps with the the tension of this moment that there is so much white and black in the colors of the scene. That's fair, because up until this point, all we've seen is white stone. Right, with some staining, but nothing so... Stark. No, yeah, yeah, no actual black stone, and now there is some in the space. Yeah. And there's this, the top of the space is all shadowed out. You can't see the ceiling very well. I really like the, um, I, the term for it escapes me, but like where... Denethor is sitting. The dais? No, not the dais. Um, the, like, the rounded wall up that is, like, the front of the room. And then you go up, and there's the pillars, and then there's the dome. And I really like, like, it look, they look almost yellow, um, but, like, the scallop design mm. in the dome. They're probably gold. They're probably supposed they're, to be oh, gold. Oh, they're probably gold. Yeah, you're, that's fair. Yeah, because they're not windows. There's no light coming in. Right. Yeah, they're up there by the buttresses or whatever they're called. Um, it's definitely part of the dome. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I really this. Oh, it's gorgeous. This this air this this set is so pretty. Yeah, it is a it's a really nice set. The both great halls are visually interesting in their own ways. Uh, Metaseld looks so. Earthy. Earthy and yeah. lived in. Yeah, because this is um this even is, even when Like this is first, beautiful. Even when we first see Metazel, like in um in the throes of like the decay of like Saruman's magic, mm. um, it it has like a different sort of decay. You know what I mean? Yeah. This feels like a mausoleum. Yeah. Denethor is here to make himself a grave. The, yeah, this feels like a tomb hmm. or a church. Um, yeah, this this feels like a uh, a tomb or um, even a church. Hmm. Um, and I know we talked about like the Byzantine influences. Yeah. So like that's clearly intentional because they made a lot of like basilicas. Yeah. Um, with the yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, and I I love how so the when we first see Metaseld and we first are introduced to Theoden, it has a certain kind of menacing air about it and like feels decayed. But what's going on in in Rohan doesn't feel like a long slow decay. Yeah. It feels like, like it feels like a disease. Whereas, like, this feels like a long, slow, methodical process. Like, mm-hmm. the the feeling of all of this feels like it's been going on for so long because it's so bare. He doesn't even have, he doesn't have any servants in the room. Yeah. That we can see. Because just the, the two guards. Um, and they're on the outside, right? Yeah. There's no one in this room with him. Do you think it's because he's grieving? Or do you think it's like this all the time? It's probably because he's grieving, but it definitely adds to the kind of threat or the kind of tension in the scene. Yeah. That there's no one else in the space. And he's just in here by himself. 
and there's no score. Yeah. When you're approaching anyone in a film, and as you approach, the score drops out. <laughs> that is not a good thing. Well, you it makes you pay attention. Yeah. There's just... It is... It is quiet like a grave yeah, in this space. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's like a tomb. And we see him, and this this minute ends a little earlier than I thought it did. Uh, but we do see him sitting there with the horn in his lap. Yeah. Looking down at it. He hasn't even raised his head to look at the people that came through the door. It looks like he's napping. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are about to see some of the best performances by an individual actor in this movie. <laughs> So, say whatever you want about Denethor, the character, but John Noble acted oh, no. the hell out of this part. For sure. You're getting, you're putting the horse before the, you're putting the, the, the cart before the shadow facts. Yeah. I mean, we see him. He's hanging out. Yeah, I know. But he hasn't said anything yet. He hasn't yet. said anything yet. But like this, just the, the, the tension of this lead up just tells you a lot about what you're going to get from this character, I think. Mm-hmm. Because when we saw him before in the extended edition, because he's only in the extended edition of Two Towers, he's not in the theatrical. Right. We see this paranoid, negligent man. I don't. I don't know that he's paranoid yet. Um. I think he is. He's on his way. Right. He's on his way, but like he's. It's not to the extent that xenophobic he is. Um. Well, no, because all he does is say, "Do he, not trust this to elves and wizards." Does he say that? I believe so. Something like that. Um, because he sends Boromir because he doesn't want the elves to have it. Right. Because he wants it. But I think the thing that we took away from that Denethor is just like how... I don't know how else to phrase this. How much of an asshole he already was. Yeah. <laughs> Because we, we talked about that before, about how we kind of got the impression that he's already looked into the Palantir at that point. Yeah. But I don't think it's, uh, it's definitely not as far along. Oh, no. The the loss of Boromir pushed Denethor over the edge completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there he's still like... He still plays the part of king. Right. Or steward. Or steward, steward of a leader. <laughs> like, he still plays the part of the guy in charge. Right. When we see him in that scene. And he even, sh- like, a, not even playing the part, like, because he's obviously in charge. Like, the, the men still follow him here. But, um, like, a benevolent ruler. Right. Because he's, like, smiling and he's congratulating the soldiers. And yeah. Faramir and Faramir are like, oh. And Faramir's like, what about, what about me, father? Not you, Faramir. <laughs> right. So... I think that's kind of like Denethor in Two Towers to me is kind of like the little glimpses of Frodo that we see before he um, takes up the ring. Mm. It gives us little bits of what he was like before the influence. Yeah. It's really... Because he still seems sound. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but he's just an asshole. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you might be too if you were a hundred years old and people were just like, you're not my king for your entire life because you're not. But, you know, it might make you a little bitter. That doesn't mean you have to treat your child like that. No, he treats his child like that because my wife died to give birth to you or whatever. Yeah. Like those are because he's a dick. Those are (laughs) 
See? Faramir did nothing He's wrong. An asshole. Faramir probably did something wrong somewhere along the line, but not enough to deserve this. <laughs> Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, this is... What is that from? Ferris Bueller. There we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, it's um, with Cameron, right? Yeah, it's Cameron. He's on the phone. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> talking to the principal speaking of terrible parents oh <laughs> every parent in that movie yeah <laughs> oh man oh man i like um uh, no i i want to save the denethor stuff because there's so much the, denethor the, stuff. The, yeah denethor is so good uh john noble is so good this introduction is is very well done it is. I I really do love how the score is just gone. And I could look at this this set all day. It's such a it's such a stark change too because the the Gondor theme has is so brassy that it feels so even though it it's not exactly um jubilant. It still has a lot of energy to it. I would say it is. It's not, but it's it's not as much so as other themes. Like there's something about the the Gondor theme that feels like it's not at its height. Like it's not a, as grand as it's gonna be, um, or not as grand as it once was. Yeah, I guess. Like there's there's something about that theme that doesn't feel so complete. And then to go from from all of that to nothing, so quickly. <laughs> Just says a lot about this place. Yeah. Oh, there's through those doors, nothing. There's nothing. Well, I like um I haven't really thought about this, but like because we talked so much about the tree yesterday. Mm. Like the state of the tree is the state of the the nation, basically. Yeah. So like we go from this this thing that was once so proud and, and beautiful and like good. And then we we go in here and we see the same thing, like this broken man that once was so proud and uh, competent. <laughs> Sane. Yeah. The mad king, the mad steward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love um, well, cause if, Shakespearean madness. Yeah. I mean, because who is Denethor if not basically King Lear of Middle-earth? Right, yeah. No, that's where I was going with that. Like, Shakespearean madness in other media is, is like, my favorite thing. Like, yeah, because if Theoden is King Arthur, then Denethor is King Lear. Absolutely. Like, that's that's where we are. Yeah. But he doesn't even have a fool. Like, nobody loves him enough to be his fool. Faramir's oh, his fool. Faramir's... No! Because he's always trying to tell him what he needs God to do. It, he's always trying to tell him what he needs to do, and he doesn't listen. Oh. That's the point of the fool. Oh, my God, that hurts. That hurts. But it is, though. Like, it you're is, trying to, is, yes. uh, like, uh, assign those concepts to people in this story. Like, Faramir is the fool. Oh. Oh. And... I hurt myself in my confusion. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I mean, if you were to if you were to apply similar kinds of uh, storytelling archetypes to uh, the Fellowship, what do you, what do you get? You get um, is the the fool? I would argue was Gandalf the Grey. Yes. Yeah. He's there to be a guide, and not to so much to drive things. Well, the the point of the fool 
in a lot of of Shakespeare is like he is the um, the fool is the voice of reason. Yeah, um, but no one believes him. Right, exactly, because he's a fool. Uh, so yeah, I would say that Gandalf the Grey would be that archetype. Yeah, and he he goes from the fool to the the oracle. Yeah, that's like the shift that Gandalf makes as as an archetype. Though Gandalf the White has a lot more agency than an oracle typically does. That's true. That's definitely true. I mean, he whacks a person in the face with his stick. Yeah. Kind of more than once. Yeah. Yeah. So Gandalf the White is just done with everyone's stuff. Well, he's just like, just I know what needs to happen now. I went and talked to God. I'm back. I got no, no time for nobody's crap today. <laughs> This is what needs to happen. I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to make you. Except for this guy. <laughs> this guy I'm going to I'm going to make happen. The only two people that Gandalf forces, like actually forces his will upon in like since becoming Gandalf the White Theoden. are Theoden and Denethor. Yeah. Are the two old the two other old men. Well, not even that they're old men. The people the, that need to get out of the way. The people who are in charge. Yeah. He only enforces his will on the people who have the power to do something. And are choosing not to do it. Yeah. The other the other Hashtag two old white guys. Privilege. <laughs> Just come on, guys. Where's the Gandalf for climate change? Middle Gandalf, Earth is flooding. Gandalf, save us. Gandalf. Don't you remember what happened in Numenor? Oh god. Yeah, for real. Didn't you see what happened? I'm really excited. That we're uh, about to talk about. Like, but that was a volcano. Shut up, you. <laughs> There's a volcano on your front doorstep. Talking well, about climate change, just Sauron is killing the planet. Yeah. Sauron and Saruman, both. He leveled that forest. Yeah, but, you know, the, the factory is nothing compared to the volcano that Sauron is cooking in. That's true. It's his oven. It's his easy-bake oven. Um, anyway... <laughs> We're from the website doinggenre.com. What's he building in there? Cakes. Cakes. He's just baking cakes. <laughs> we had nothing but cakes it's a, for three whole days. It's a piece of cake to make a pretty cake. Oh, God. If, um, the, <laughs> if the way is hazy. Oh, no. You gotta do the cooking by the book. <laughs> you know you can't be lazy. Okay, so we're from the website doinggenre.com. Um, and... For all your Easy Bake Oven needs, go to moviesbyminutes.com. Yeah, use our use our Amazon affiliate link to buy an Easy Bake Oven. There you go. And you too can make a pretty cake. <laughs> Duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. We also have merch we never pimp. That's true. There's Dueling Genre merch. Duelinggenre.com slash, mer- slash merch if you want a- our faces on a shirt. Speaking of volcanoes, we still have that magical fire mountain shirt up yeah. in the shop, so whatever. Yeah, pick one of those up. You can get uh, it on a baby onesie. A baby onesie? Subject your child to us. Uh, no, I hope not. Um, we swear too much for this. <laughs> for, for, Sometimes. For us to be around children. Uh, um, thank you for listening this week, and we'll be back on Monday uh, with 
crazy old Denethor. It's going to be good. Yep. It's going to be so good. So crazy. I can't wait. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.